All right, PKN four ten. Kyle might be coming late. We expect him to come late. He just uh, he moved today, so yeah, he's doing his very best, setting up his PC, getting all ready, getting his internet fixed. Hopefully, he does get it fixed because we have hangouts tonight. I'm sure he'll get it done. And then, of course, he had to shower. Can't can't come on on a prestigious show like this without having showered. Is that a Woody original? A homemade? No, it's not. This is a. Mediterranean Sea flavored flavor. Well, don't eat it. <laughs> You're not the boss of me, Taylor. <laughs> I don't tell like you what shit. to do. <laughs> it tastes like the cinnamon one. Like, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. taste like the ocean at all. I was I was gonna be surprised when you held up that candle. I was I was gonna be like, damn, if that's his first foray into candle making, it's way better than my first foray because. <laughs> It has a nice smooth top. They don't tell you. You have to be careful with the temperature of the wax because if you pour it in there too hot, it creates like little cavernous bubbles in there so it doesn't have a nice flat top. It has these little oh. indents, these little cut- cutouts. I would have thought you could put in purely wet, hot wax and it would just dry like ice does. Nope, apparently not. I I did. I poured it in there dangerously hot the, oh. <laughs> the first time. Like, you know where you get wax so hot, it's about to boil practically water yeah yeah yeah. got it like that didn't go right i also here's a a tip i think i was going to say last show when you brought up candle making essential oils this what you use to get the scents in there that Mm -hmm, smell nice mm -hmm. more people probably know this than i thought but i did not know how pungent those are and so the first one i made i must have used a third of one of those little bottles of mm-hmm. mint or uh, peppermint, whatever it was. And it was un, you couldn't be in the room with it. <laughs> it was, it was unreal how strong this thing was. If you yeah. took the, if you took the lid off of it and put it five feet away from you, you could like smell the mintiness of it. And if you lit it, it was borderline dangerous. Like there was so much shit in there. And so, and I thought the it like, they, I don't have the candle with me. I threw it. Away. I threw it out because I was going to ask if you burnt the whole candle. It sounds like no, no, no. I I got it going and was sitting there on my couch. I still remember I had it over on my island in my kitchen. It was a the loft <laughs> I was living in, and I started to smell it like, whoo, that's a nose tingler. And then <laughs> I should have never gone with pepper spray as my first candle. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to I had to blow the candle out. But on the bright side, I was like, I've never breathed so deep in my life. Like, <laughs> This whole honestly, it would have Vicks Vapor you could, Rub. You could, I was thinking about that. It was literally a Vicks Vapo Rub style candle. I bet that thing would have been tremendous if I was sick. Really, it might have been that good. You had me like, excited, dude. Half <laughs> my wife, I so I got into candles lately. My wife went out and bought, I don't know, six of them, eight of them, like like a good to me a bunch yeah, of candles, and um, half of them barely smell, barely, barely smell, like. I put my, I'm worried I'm going to burn my face trying to tell what it <laughs> smells like. It doesn't smell at all. It's getting ripped one, off. It's mild. It's mild. I don't know what the sea is supposed to smell like. Water doesn't smell that much, but. You, you would know what the sea smells like, so you should be yeah, able to identify that. Yeah, I don't know that. why you'd want to smell like that. I, I'm, I'm well familiar with what low tide <laughs> smells like. I'm not buying a low tide candle. <laughs> what do, you, do you think there's a pleasant sea smell? <laughs> no, it smells like nothing or low tide. Those are the ocean <laughs> smells. I don't know. Kramer disagreed in, in Seinfeld. It was oh, Cologne called The Beach. He's like, it makes you smell like you just got back from the beach, Jerry. And then he's like, no one's going to want that, Kramer. No one wants to smell the beach. Like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to tell him I'm going to convince him, Jerry. And then they steal his I mean, head. I like uh, that coconut freaking oil that, that super hot chicks put on themselves. I like that. Is that yeah. the beach smell? If the lady was at the beach. Right. <laughs> picked up a little bit. But... It was like... I don't, it, it's as if they only sold this to the hottest girls, right? All the eight and a halfs and under have suntan lotion on. The mm-hmm. nines and up have this like oil they put on. And it's like, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. You won't talk like, to me. Like pammed up. Like, like cooking <laughs> <Yeah>. spray. <laughs> Getting so yeah. dark. Now they all have cancer, but they were yeah. hot. So I send a picture of your first candle. When you when you do make one, okay. Pour the wax, let it cool for a while. Don't go hog wild, all excited like I did. And the essential oils, don't 
Don't be a hero with those. They are <laughs> there's they're so scented. You're selling me on being a hero. I really want like I want my room to be so vanilla-y. You hardly have to burn the candle. The candle can just exist in that room diffusing its yeah. vanilla. It, well, sometimes they will say they'll be like you just need two or three drops of the essential oil and it's mm. like okay, well that's that's not enough. Yeah, you, you'll get a little smell there. Drop. But uh -huh. like you, I saw three drops, and I was like, "Let's go thirty-five yes. drops, and yes. let's let's ten x it, a little over ten x, and it's it's un unsmellable." Three drops means one eyedropper. Yeah, I would say I'd say do 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 five or six drops. Just Wait, not a whole eyedropper? Drop no, no. That these these essential oils, they're in containers that big. Uh huh. And like, you don't think they're that strong, but they are. And you can get them cheap as shit on Amazon. They're like $4 for like a whole thing. And like one of those little containers, if you just love the smell of clean linen or whatever the fuck, I don't know if they have essential uh -huh. oils for clean linen, bad example. Eucalyptus. Let's say you fucking love eucalyptus. That one little eucalyptus oil thing has probably got like eight candles, 10 candles. I like coconut. I bet they have coconut. Coconut candle? I've, I'm not I'm as big on the food scented candles, surprisingly. <laughs> hey, you got like a, a meatball <laughs> <off the> candle. <laughs> oh, you have a lasagna flavored candle. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy. That's a Woodwick Italian beef. <laughs> it crackles. Uh, yeah, dude, I've been doing well in the gym lately. I'm excited. So, so here's the deal. I look best under 200. That's kind of where. I start to go from abs that have like bumps to abs that are squares. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know what my weight got up to a couple weeks ago, but it was over 200. So I got sort of on the diet discipline train and a few weeks of dieting and I was brave enough to hop on a scale. It was 202. That was a few weeks ago. And uh, all right, 202. Look, I want to be under 200, but that's mm -hmm. striking distance, right? It's it's right yeah, there. It's a quick fix. And um so a little time passed, and and I've been I've been on my sort of on the diet train lately, eating and being strong. One ninety six today, one ninety six. That's well below two hundred. I was hoping for one ninety nine. The one ninety six was a pleasant surprise. You get some wiggle room. It's called for a, a, a <laughs> candle right? celebration. It's time to yeah. go up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I do. I do. I prices right my weight. Like if I'm if I was going for like two twenty and I see two eighteen, it's like you've been too good. Time to back off. <laughs> like <laughs> what are you training for the Olympics? Calm uh, down. It starts. To, so I've been here before a lot lately, and um, it starts to get harder. Like one ninety six is achievable. One ninety three is a little tougher. Hitting one eighties is. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work for me. I'm a heavy motherfucker. Like, I I, mm -hmm. I think I'm, I look really skinny online because I don't really have good biceps. But from the armpits down, like, I'm kind of a big dude. Dense. And yeah. It, just big in the rib cage. You know, I wear a 34 with Auschwitz level body fat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have big legs and I'm just as heavy as fuck. But You're anyway. PRs. That's great news. Yeah. You. Yeah. I got a bench press PR today and a incline fly PR today. Nice. So that's great. Yeah, I've been well, I won't stay on, on lifting too long. I just mm -hmm. I, tell me there's not much to like talk about. Like really. I'm like, well, I've, yeah, I've been grinding the same plan, doing a little progressive overload. Yeah, that uh -huh. that's it. Nothing I haven't bought any new exciting equipment. Any PRs though? Press. Like you you'd be grinding the same plan, you might be easing mm -hmm. upwards, you hit something new in a new exercise. I'll get a little higher on things sometimes, and but like I've I this is probably almost a year ago or over a year that like I, I adapted my plan, did more of the Kyle Derek recommended style. I guess that's probably almost like a year and a half, year and a half, almost two years. Mm -hmm. And so I cut my weights down heavy. So like I haven't done a flat bench, like fully flat bench in probably eight months, like plus like I'm just doing a shitload of incline right now because I'm trying to build up my my upper chest. And right. then I'll do like uh, I have a, a lever machine that I can lay flat and do like a and you know those lever machines that like it's like a chest press but it's plate loaded and it kind of moves towards the middle a little bit oh, so you get that activation I yeah i do that on flat bench and then incline bench just the regular uh bar but like i've i've been getting like a shit ton of utility out of like 190 for a long time on incline 
You need to ego lift, Taylor. Yeah, you need to <laughs> ego lift. Have you, oh, have you been getting a shit ton of utility? <laughs> Where yeah, dude, are your that injuries, was, pussy? <laughs> you're right. That was really fucking gay how I said that. <laughs> you know, I'm getting a lot of utility out of this. Oh, I disgust myself. I need, I need to get in there, start whipping around weights like uh-huh, an asshole. Uh-huh. Think CrossFit. Well, oh, one, one thing about... I'm thinking Lamborghini is what I'm doing <laughs> in the gym. One thing I... Uh, uh this was like probably when i was buying those dumbbell handles like a year plus ago and you were like ah you should just buy it and i should buy it twice get the whole setup and i was like ah i don't know that's a lot i'll just get these adjustable and you and kyle were both like those suck and i'm like i know but i can't say no to that price point and i already have more plates than god and so then those arrived probably almost a year ago now i've done maybe three working sets of like dumbbell presses with those before I was like, these, these are terrible. Like these are so <laughs> horrible. Which ones did you get? The both They're those ones with the Olympic collars on both sides. So like oh, handle yeah, here, yeah. then the big, like long Olympic collars. Mm-hmm. And I saw a hack online where they're like, cut a tennis ball with an exacto knife. Like you're an elderly person and then uh-huh. put it on the end. And then you use that side to get it up, you know, rock it up onto your, uh, onto your thighs. So then you can, Lift it up, yes, get it up here. Another move. Yeah. It, that tennis ball may as well not be there. It is <laughs> biting into your leg. Like, and then like you just you you heave it up on there and you're like, ah, Charlie horse. And then you go to kick it up to yourself and ah, another little Charlie horse. Then like, what are you gonna do? It's it's a steel plate thing, and I'm in my basement. I can't just drop them like I'm in a gym. So I have to mm-hmm. almost like I had to bring it down like with momentum back onto my legs. And uh. then I was like, this is you know what the barbell is is just aces in this the, department. Like I'm really enjoying my barbell overhead. The adjustable dumbbells Kyle got those new bells look yeah, those pretty cool. slick. Yeah, I like I, the, I question if you can drop them, and sometimes I drop for safety or like. Yeah. yeah. Look, if it's my joint or my floor, fuck you, floor. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I and I have like a rubber floor on my on top of like a thin carpet. It, the floor's fine, mm-hmm. so I drop my shit now and then. But, but uh, yeah, the new bells. I don't know if they'll hold up to being dropped. I mean, if based on what he space, paid, they better. Uh, There's like seven hundred dollars or something. Eight hundred. I know. I hear your thought process. I don't think you're right though. Like, yeah. I guess it's it's not like it's it's not like it's eight hundred bucks and all the other adjustables are four hundred. Like they're all like eight to twelve hundred. And so if the fucking power block for eleven hundred dollars is telling you don't fucking drop these asshole, like I can't imagine (laughs) the ones a little cheaper that would would be like, oh yeah, Yeah. durable as hell. No returns. I think the Iron Master is the only droppable one, but it's not convenient. That's the one that you have to like. Like Basically get on your hands and plate. knees and and do some screwing, like screw the square plate so, off and then screw yeah. the square plate back on. Yeah, but they go heavy. If you need 120 pound dumbbells, and you might, then that's the one. Like, yeah. I bet you're. I don't know if you do chainsaws or something, but I just imagine you're like half gorilla and you can chainsaw 120 <laughs> pounds. I, I'm I'm good at the the chainsaws. I don't do them as often as I should. I like the the two sided pull workouts oh, more. Okay. I have yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, like neutral grip uh, mag pulleys, off-brand mag pulleys. And so I can do the seated rows with like neutral grip and like activate the fullback. I, I like that more. I the, It's so funny. I'll be in my basement for hours working out and then it'll be like, all right, now time to do a one-sided exercise. And I'm like... <laughs> Wow. Uh, look at me, Mr. All the time in the world. <laughs> doing doing exercises <laughs> one arm at a time. Like, no, no, I'm not doing that. We're blasting them both. That's I do try doing. to avoid one-sided <laughs> exercises. I used to do a lot of um, Bulgarian split squats. Do you know mm-hmm. what they are? Yeah, and, I still do those. Uh, they're just too miserable. They're really hard. <laughs> and then you have to do it again. And three sets of 12 might as well be six sets of 12. And, and it, in terms of my emotional degradation along the way. And I'm, yeah. <laughs> and now I, I, they're good for you, but I don't like them. They are. It's a humbling exercise. Because oh it's like, God. all right, I'm doing way less than I feel like I could do, and it's incredibly hard. Yeah, like, yeah. And and if people don't know, you basically like, imagine standing in front of your chair on one foot, and you put your toe on the chair. Now, with the leg whose toe is on the chair, touch your knee to the ground and stand up again. That's basically how you do it. And uh, it's really tiring, and you do so fucking many of them because it's one leg at a time, and mm-hmm. yuck. Yeah. Anyway, 
Leg days for pussies, probably. Oh, I'm P P P P P P P. That's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not even push. Pull, 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 pull. <laughs> That's all I do. Just pull that really underdeveloped chest, hyper overdeveloped back. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, I think I do have a hyper overdeveloped back at this point. Just, you think so? Yeah. I, it's kind of how I'm born. Like it just in the back, like I'm big that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, back well. and calves. Yeah, right. You got it, made, that. it was good for swimming. Uh, well, uh, I was, I'm hoping Kyle joins because I wanted to talk to him about all the Supreme Court hullabaloo that's mm-hmm. going on. We what talked the, about it a little bit on the big show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I watched a podcast that made me upset. Probably <laughs> exactly what they were trying to do. I'm a fool, but they were saying (laughs) nobody is more responsible for this Roe versus Wade decision than Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm like, what? She was like super liberal. Oh, like not retiring. That's it. That was their take on it. They're like, it wasn't Mitch McConnell who denied Obama a justice during the end of his term and granted one to Trump during the end of his term. It wasn't Mitch McConnell. No, 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 no. It wasn't the people who actually voted six to three Mm -hmm. in favor of uh, Roe v- I guess overturning Roe v. Yeah. Wade. Um, they said that Chief Justice Roberts is on record saying he wished it was 16 weeks or something like that, which means he would have voted against overturning Roe v. Wade if he could have won. So it's Ginsburg's fault for not retiring sooner and letting Obama replace her, presuming McConnell would have allowed that. I Fucking twisted logic. And I'm all like, that's too much Shaking work my... to get to, to get there. Like, how can no. <laughs> she be the most responsible? Like, is she one percent responsible for not? Di- All right, I get it. I get it. Oh, RG Zach says Ruth Bader Ginsburg didn't like Roe v. Wade. I it would surprise me to learn that she would overturn it, but who knows? Yeah. Um, well, if that was the case, then this person's even dumber. Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. that, that would then that makes it make actually less sense than the nonsensical uh, I, rant you're explaining to me. Yeah, that that's <laughs> retarded. I don't get how why you would make I, such a leap. Yeah. I have noticed a lot of people are all of a sudden like all about overturning Roe v. Wade. People who weren't before are now like, you know, it was really based on a, it was based on two things. And God, I'm too stupid to explain it. But I guess the 14th Amendment is kind of a right to liberty and against government oppression. And the mm-hmm. Fourth Amendment is a right to privacy. And they somehow took that, hey, governments don't, American government doesn't oppress its people's liberty and they get privacy. Therefore, you can make your own medical decisions. Mm-hmm. That was kind of how they cobbled that together. And the, a lot of people now are like, yeah, it was just bad law in the first place. Those two amendments didn't mean that. So a lot, of, know. a lot of legal analysis doing the hindsight 2020 thing where they're like, actually, <laughs> and believe me, the only reason I've never discussed this is because it wasn't directly asked. The legal precedent was faulty <laughs> from the get-go. Uh, right? It's, it's, it's like, like well, really? It's like, but you're an attorney, so I don't I don't know enough to, to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Whatever. I, I think that I come from a much more disingenuous place which is like (laughs) i liked pro-choice i don't give a fuck how we got there so i believe those two (laughs) amendments liberty from government oversight and and privacy do apply because that's exactly where i am we'd be like what do you think pro-choice and it's like what about the legal (laughs) (laughs) no follow-ups my friend (laughs) what about the legal ramifications of (laughs) what did i say (laughs) <laughs> Which I, you get two words yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah all this other that's, stuff that's for the birds the mm-hmm. law not 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 my understanding Dude, not my wheelhouse I'm, i have this motorcycle trip coming up and i'm getting jazzed about every day there's a feature built into google search you can type how many days until like the date and it will tell mm-hmm. you how many days and every day I type it in, I share it with my friends. Like, oh, there's 21 days left. There's 17 <laughs> days left. This is, and I, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And they share. They're like getting ramped up too. We're all talking about like our when we're gonna start packing. When we're gonna start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 6,000 mile trip, and motorcycles don't last as long as cars, and their parts don't last as long as cars. So. I'm like waiting till July 1st to start replacing brake pads and shit like that because I want new stuff on it for the trip. But 
I can't say do it already. Like I couldn't have done it mm. a month ago because it wouldn't be new shit for the trip. Like you can't do it too far in advance. Sure. But I ordered it long in advance. And now it's just like waiting on me to start maintaining the bike. And my friends are like, I'm going to start packing 15 days in advance. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why would you? Like, I don't even want my sleeping bag and tent compressed that far in advance. It, it, but yeah, we're all jazzed to start packing and we're planning and we have a good, good chat. We're all psyched about it. One guy dropped out already. So well, uh, you got bummer. You have enough people to to fill in the dropouts, right? We do for sure. Like you um, don't want to plan for a 10 person vacation with exactly 10. Because right. people are gonna have family shit or you know, they got kids. Yeah, yeah. This guy so this particular guy, I think the reason is if the trip for people don't know. Motorcycle on the highway is out to Colorado, off-roading in Colorado and Wyoming, and then motorcycle home. He was thinking, there's a couple of us talking about taking a trailer out there, not me, but other people, like just a truck with a trailer and tow the bikes out. And his motorcycle is not really highway ready for a trip like that. And when no one was taking a trailer anymore, he couldn't go. There it is. That makes sense. Well, so, that's, uh, but yeah, know, he didn't. It's not a very rude bail. Oh, no, as no. As far as someone I, bailing out. Yeah. It's I, not like I, forgot I, I had the dentist. I started this trip solo. I just told, I was bragging to my friends about it and they all <laughs> jumped on. <laughs> if even one of them actually comes, it's a win. But I yeah. think it's going to be like five of them. You need to like be taken charge. Like refer, demand that they refer to you as the commissioner of, the co of this whole thing. You're like the commissioner of the NFL. The commission is okay, but would Daenerys settle for that? I don't think you want to be queen of the fucking Stormlands or whatever the hell. Her I name need was. six titles. Six titles. <laughs> it should be exhausting to introduce me. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a great part about olden days, especially like European rulers, like Middle Ages. It's like it, oh, all the kingdoms seemed about the same tier of technology. Like sure, like. You know, Rome had some, Italy had some better stuff, some holdouts for the, from the, the Romans, Germany, England, they had it holding on, but it's just not, I've also never been to Europe Europeans, but they were all playing by the same rules over there. And so the only way to differentiate at the time was like adding additional titles. So like when mm. that German account or whatever shows up and he's got three titles, the English guy would be sure to like have his dude do a fourth. It was like. It was like the way NHL like home teams get to set their lines. And so like they would always hit them with more. And so like they would have plans like I'm King Edward, first of his name, battler of bastards. And then they'd be like, oh, we only had two things. Throw a fucking third thing on. Here. This was her name. Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen, the first of her name, the queen of the Andals and the first men, protector of the seven kingdoms, the mother of dragons. The Khaleesi of Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt, the Breaker of Chains. That was her title. I need a parallel title because I organized this trip. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is so obnoxious. I never liked her throughout the whole series. The whole series. Uh, and I would get shit on sometimes for it. Be like, oh, you just don't like that character. And it's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. It's like, because she's a chick. It's like, no, Arya is my fave. It's because Daenerys is arrogantly dumb most of the time. Like there was she, a period where she got married to uh, what was the horse lord's name that she married? Oh, Corgi or something? Corgi, yeah, Corgi <laughs> the horse lord. It, <laughs> it was like a Varo or Vargo. Uh, no, not, not Vargo Hote. That was a different guy who cut off Jamie's hand. I don't I remember. Think it was okay. <laughs> There's no way his name was. What do you call him? Beagle? Cor Corgi? Corgi. <laughs> just a layup so you could finish. <laughs> There's no way his name is anything to do. Call Drago. K A L. Call oh. Drago. I that guy. I thought you were talking about the blue-haired guy that they removed. Remember the guy with the you think of her brother, maybe? No, the guy who was in that literally one scene when she was sitting there. Call Drogo's already dead, and the other group of guys were coming up, uh, the Seven Sons of Swords, or whatever the alliteration was. And the guy with the with the crazy hair, his hair was blue in the in the books. That's why I'm thinking blue. And he had those goofy teeth, and mm -hmm. he was going to be the romantic partner for Daenerys, but oh, he got yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so disliked by the average viewer that they literally. Like he was he was played by two different people in the movie in yeah. the TV show yeah and he was pretty handsome if I recall that and she liked first. him yeah but anyway uh, Carl Drogo 
um, when they first started having sex, it was practically a rape scene. Mm-hmm. And then she got a little sex coaching and she became down. That's when her character peaked. That's when I liked her most. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure of it. There's no doubt about it. That was that was top Daenerys when she was his fuck toy. <laughs> I, I remember when her character plummeted, which was all of this out of nowhere Puritanism, where it's I'm not going to do the scenes I was doing the past six years, <laughs> and it's like, well, well, the, the little handmade tail action. Also, never seen that show, but <laughs> I don't know. When she like stopped that. taking her top off, huh, and her bottom. Yeah, yeah, and they got used body doubles. I think the body doubles were because she gained weight. Okay, I buy that. That makes sense. Yeah, I, she did get in shape for another burn scene, another naked scene later. But, I would uh, only like if I were a famous actor, I would always request that like body doubles be used, like because th- that's their job. That I, guy's not tempted to cheat on meals and you mm-hmm. know eat a bunch of garbage and. and you know, tack those love handles back on three months into filming. That would be, that would be me. One hundred, dude. If I were a famous actor, one million percent, I'm changing weights just throughout. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Chandler and Friends, where he's like, like one scene he's emaciated and pilled out of his mind, and the next uh-huh. scene he's like overweight. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, they're just like, God, this this fucker's just. We this is the fifth pair of pants we've made. <laughs> Custer, we could not keep up with Chandler yeah. <laughs> uh, no I would I would get body doubles and, and they'd be like Woody how is this guy not good looking enough I'm like I want people to think my dick is huge huge <laughs> I need I need a one but if you just like Ron Jeremy my body double <laughs> I would well I would I would insist that my guy be like like very noticeably taller than me like <laughs> like my body He's double six foot seven <laughs> but all the, but, so it's just like video ends at the head me taking my shirt off lean as shit and then just my obvious fat body getting under the covers <laughs> <laughs> that would be so fucking funny <laughs> i would like uh, to see a, a, a comedy that used really bad body doubles that would be so, so like, funny you, you see like a lean guy running across with his helmet on from the rear and then the front shot like battle of the bastards is just me <laughs> 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 I'm still hundreds of yards from the front line. <laughs> Battle of the Bastards was a wildly overrated fight scene. I I, I enjoyed feel, it. I, you know, it, you liked it, huh? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. As far as their fight, I'm, I'm trying to remember what were the concurrent fight scenes. Like, what were the other real big ones that season it was up against? Oh, poof. Was that? I don't know. Was that the? The, when Jamie was running from that dragon, that was the last season, I think, because it was like burning everything. Because I thought that scene was stupid. I didn't like that. It was too much CGI. Then Jamie like hides in the water. So if that uh, was the same. Oh yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. I, I do know that scene. I that think was, maybe that was a, se- a, a season later. I think yeah, Battle of the Bastards must have been the best scene of that or best battle scene of that season. Shucks, I'm trying to think of a better battle scene, but I, I don't think Game of Thrones killed it with the wide scale broad scale mm-hmm. massive scale i should say battles like that, that's not where it did well the one at the very end where it basically took place in the dark what the fuck was that yeah. it was so goddamn <laughs> dark is doing a battle in the dark the equivalent of doing jump cuts every second where like basically you don't have to do a good job no one can tell what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. but they is. did a lot of good like shorter sword fights, you know, Jamie and his sword fights, Braun and his sword mm-hmm. fights, like that stuff I really liked. The one on ones were much better. Yeah. And they did a good oh, job choreographing that. Mountain versus the Viper. Like that shit that was, was cool. That was probably to the watch. coolest duel in the whole show. Because he's, because like everyone the whole time was like, bring the fucking mountain out more. He's huge and fun to watch. And like that, they just never really utilized him because I mean, he is a bit of a grunt character. But yeah, seeing him finally fuck up the Viper. It was they, so fun. It was they great. did deliver the fan service with the Clegane scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I I had that, uh, you know, the horns like down, 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 down. <laughs> you know, this like the, it, it, I had it ready to play as soon as like Clegane Ball started. I was like, if this happens, I'm going to play it for myself on this YouTube video. And I play, I hit play and I hear it and it's everything I thought it would be. And they're fighting and it keeps like I hear it again. I hear it again. 
And I'm like, did Game of Thrones put this stupid fucking meme horns in here? I didn't realize the video kept going and going. And I watched that whole thing with the fucking meme horns playing. <laughs> the whole time you're like, this was an oversight on their part. Like, I they shouldn't have like, done this. They overdid it. I thought it was a joke. And now they they ran with it. Yeah. But, well, I mean, Clegane Bowl was stupid. That was a huge, you know, did not care. How did that end? I think I blacked it out. He tackled uh, Gregor out of the window and they both fall to their death, right? Maybe you're right. I had in my head that the the, the hound won. Or the dog? What was his name? He yeah. did the hound, yeah. But I think his win was like he took Gregor with him. And it was like, well, the hound just like totally changed his his entire heuristic by which he saw the world over the past six seasons where he thought he was just a ruthless brute who had nothing to offer. And then he found right. a sensitive side and a more nurturing side with Arya cultivated that over five years, Empathetic realizes side. he becomes empathetic. He knows there's so much more to live for other than this monolithic goal that he'd created of, I must kill my brother. I must kill my brother. That's what I'm living for. That's it. And so all of that character development backfilling him for all the reasons he would live and prosper and continue on and then he sees his brother, all that character development dissolves immediately, and it's back to season one, I need to kill my brother. And it was like, oh, okay, so what was the point of that entire character arc if you were just going to circle back like a horseshoe at the very end to pretend none of it meant anything? It was just fucking stupid. Bad. Badly done. Bad I'm writing. Bad and you're right. Yeah. The Hound it was, put yeah. Out of a out of a tall window, and they both fell together. Hmm. And it wouldn't. It, it wasn't even the the pushing. It was just more what I laid out just now of like the whole the whole of his character development meant nothing. I hate that. And with Jamie's, Jamie's meant nothing in the end. Nothing. One of, one of the ways I really judge a show's ending is how they tie it up. You know, Ozark did a really good job of saying like, "Hey, this is where mm-hmm. everyone landed, and everything made sense. Everything kind of fit, and you got to." maybe guess as to like how it goes from here right Mm -hmm. that's cool if lost is the opposite lost there were so many loose ends so many what about these powers what about these people what about this what about that they just didn't explain it there were a million explanations for why they were on that island and what the numbers meant none of it Mm -hmm. was ever used It, it, it was a terrible terrible ending because it didn't answer your questions Game of Thrones answered your questions, but wrongly. (laughs) Yes. Like you got your answers wrong, D D. Yeah, they did. That sucked. They were horrible. (sighs) Which I which is why I'm not watching the new Game of Thrones show. Not gonna give it a a, a peek. Well, I'll give it a peek. I'll give it a peek. You're gonna watch it. What's gonna happen is it's gonna (laughs) get reviews and everyone's gonna say it's awesome or it sucks. One of those. And Mm If they, everyone says it's awesome, you're gonna want to see. Yeah. If everyone says it sucks, I kind of want to see. I already know the Lord of the Rings one is gonna stink. That's so Lord I'm of the putting Rings that sucks. out of my mind. No. You're about to be I mean, doing PKN alone, my friend. That's I mean, I, <laughs> you said it first. I, I <laughs> I'm following your lead. No, it's just they're gonna ruin it. It's gonna be so much fan service and stupid bullshit. More Harry Potter. Very disappointing. Shit. Very more. Like I'm trying to imagine how they would like ruin Harry Potter, but I guess <laughs> Harry Potter's different because and I wasn't ripping on Harry Potter. Like I said, uh, I was pretending fine. Harry Potter was in Lord of the Rings. Oh, second. I know. I blew past that. We're not. I'm not fixating. <laughs> not fixating on the wizard confusion. <laughs> <laughs> they are confusing. Dumbled, right? Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's but his real name? Dumbledore. Door. Ah. The main yeah. wizard in Harry Potter, which Harry Potter movies. I, it was so funny. Like I, I watched all those within the last year, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I tweeted about it, and I had so many people, like way more than I thought. Like I guess I underestimated how popular Harry Potter is. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, hey, I'm watching those like wildly popular, like generation making movies for the first time, and they're like, oh, did you notice this? Did you notice that? What do you think about this character? What do you think about this? What do you think about this one? And like. My takeaways were were like upsetting some of the like more hardcore <laughs> people, and I couldn't even get mad at them because like then they would respond with something like triggering to me about Lord of the Rings, and I'd get three sentences into this. a response, and then I'm like, oh no, yeah, they're right. I'm doing the same thing. Let me delete that. Like, <laughs> it's like no, actually, the third age starting, but yeah, it's 
definitely what about the uh, flying eagles yeah the flying eagles the the harry potter things i didn't like is as far as character development it didn't seem like harry developed that much like he he got so lucky being surrounded by geniuses so many times that it didn't seem like he ever really had to to bail himself out that much, which maybe the lesson is, you know, the value of friendship or something. I don't know, <laughs> but not, it would be like, made along the Harry, way. you just disobeyed every rule in Hogwarts and you are the champion of this year's <laughs> morality contest. And everyone else is like, and then that little poor blonde kid who's kind of a goober is like, oh, my dad has a cool cane and you didn't even give me an award. Like, and then like they put him like, the bigotry in the house is out of this world because every the favoritism <laughs> given to Gryffindor, mm-hmm. like it's unreal. Gryffindor privilege and Slytherin, <laughs> the oppressed class, are uh-huh. falsely maligned as though they are falsely. some insidious uh, underworld of activity. When in reality, the Sorting Hat is just filing away personal grudges people he doesn't like he throws into slytherin and then dumbledore hates on the slytherin kids and so all these fucking cunt adults have like created a world where there's an entire house of kids who do nothing but get bullied and they go and you deserve it too you snake and it's like well well and then they turn out privileged kids they're the wealthy ones and with pure blood no they're the ones that like get bullied by dumbledore they're, all, they're always but Dumbledore's always side eyeing the Slytherin. You're telling me that those fat retards that were on the on the side of Malfoy, those those guys came from like estates. One of them yes. didn't have all his teeth. Yes. No, I, I don't. I don't think that's going to be. I don't. You know, I don't. Uh, I, I welcome debate, but I don't think this is going to be borne out in the facts. Once, <laughs> once we take a closer look well i guess my perspective was like the whole i didn't know slytherin had more lore i was just like this is some bullshit like like dumbledore like actively bullying slytherin kids and then being like these slytherins are acting out what could be the cause and it's like well maybe it's like you pushing them into lockers and saying they're evil and every teacher being like today we're learning potions gryffindors prepare your potions slytherins go to hell and like, like that <laughs> <laughs> that level of shit. So I, I won't be. My mind will not be changed. I'm. Pretty, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm done in. <laughs> I had no opinion on this when I started ranting three minutes ago. <laughs> and now, now I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in oh, that's yeah, I great. Would, I would love a new fantasy series to watch. Not, not a ripoff. A new one. Not a Lord of the Rings spin, not a you know Harry Potter spin, something brand new. That'd be oh, nice. it needs to have new lore too, right? True. Like if it has trolls and it has gnomes and it has fucking um, gargoyles and shit like that. No, 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 nay, nay. I want things I've never heard of. Invent mm-hmm. a new fucking I don't know monkey bird or something that <laughs> that's already been done in Wizard of Oz. But no, give me new <laughs> things. Give me new things. I. I I, I want I don't want to have any is oh is there an elf? I already know what elves are. No elves, no elves. I want fucking smells that are entirely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or at least like throw us a curveball. Elves have been Legolas style for too long. They okay. used to be Keebler style, where they were more like sprites, oh. like mystical beings, and then they became Legolas style, largely because of Lord of the Rings. Like you can tell, every single fantasy genre you see out there, you're like, oh, this is like loosely based on middle earth because they all are loosely based on middle earth like that's why mm-hmm. goblins trolls like all that like that that archetype works so well i know that you got bored of the guy's book but yes. that's something i appreciated immensely about brandon sanderson is that it was not trolls and goblins it was like and there's even like a meme of like him where it's like doing that like you know leaning back and then oh that's for me where it's like him oh, yeah. leaning back, all the traditional goblins, trolls, elves, and then it's just like a monstrous crab, and he's like, yeah, that's me. And so, like, he invented these chasm fiends and these cool crustacean land-dwelling mm-hmm. animals that I had a fun time, it sounds silly, but I had a fun time imagining it, because I was like, oh, like, I'm, I when I hear troll, I already have a preloaded imagination of what that means, and any other explanation is going to be ancillary to it, because I've already established it is the cave troll in Lord of the Rings. The, the cave troll of Mordor, that's what I picture with trolls. With mm-hmm. this, though, it was so new, it was like, I've never pictured like a build, a house-sized, aggressive, you know, crab with a bunch of weird appendages and stuff. And so I, I really liked that. It was creative. It 
I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Like you want more, yeah, you need give me to something do. new. It, you know, it's hard to be so completely new that it doesn't exist. Everything's going to be mm-hmm. a little crabby or octopusy or birdie or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I need to learn how this thing works. Explain your universe to me. I don't want to already know it. I'd like yeah. to see that. Also space stuff. What should be next? What did I, I liked superheroes. Superheroes had a great run. Mm-hmm. I'm at a point, although I've heard that Miss Marvel, the one with the kid is actually good. I haven't seen it and I don't have any excitement for it. It used to be fucking Marvel could shit in a bucket and I'd be yeah. dying to take a look at it. And and now, uh, you know, maybe when Thor comes out, I'm down for that. Like, it's got to be one of the big ones. Yeah. So assuming that other people share my vibe that superheroes are kind of on the second half of their bell curve, not dead, but but there. Yeah, definitely. What should be on the first half of its bell curve? I used to say Westerns all the time, but I don't know that that's exciting enough. I, I mm-hmm. feel like they're a little pedestrian. It, you know? It's very specific, but it would be under sci-fi. I want more confusing, trippy time travel stuff. I like time travel movies. I want it to make sense, though. At least enough sense. You can never Hear make a time out. travel movie make full sense. But Sci-fi horror. Let's do some sci-fi horror. So We're, down. Any kind we of have horror. to battle back a big sci-fi level alien threat. And it's not uh, Independence Day level threat. Where, look, I love that movie more mm-hmm. than most people. I think I really like that movie. But yeah, it's silly punching aliens. and <laughs> The idea of being able to write a fucking... Um, not a worm what a a virus that Mm -hmm. would work on an alien computer is so ridiculous on so many levels it's not remotely technical possible (laughs) (laughs) but but anyway uh no i want like you know scary take over our ship aliens Mm -hmm. style problem and then you know a, a problem that gets bigger heck even um uh what was the movie with the really good looking lead actor uh you know I'm doing my part. Uh, there, there was a shower scene where you saw the woman's boobs. They got sort of divided up by intelligence. Um, Doogie Hauser was in it. Doogie uh, Hauser, that's the guy. Well, from Doogie Hauser. <laughs> he's from How I Met Your Mother as well. Yeah. Um, shit, what was this movie called? Let me they look were all up. from like. Doogie Hauser. It says, ah. first we'll find out what Doogie Hauser's name is. <laughs> right, Doogie Hauser's name is um, Neil Patrick Harris. Now we'll look up Neil Patrick Harris. We'll find this is a great. IMDb. This is a great strategy. It's Starship yeah, Troopers. Success. Oh, okay. yeah. Starship Troopers was an excellent show, and and it, it had a universe that they didn't really dive into where people were like divvied up by intelligence and usefulness. Like you didn't, mm-hmm. they tested you and told you what you should do rather than sort of let you fight for it, which is how you know, our world works. And the aliens, there were smart brain aliens. There were aliens that had range weapons. There were sort of fucking uh, aliens that could carry other aliens to places over long distances. And then mm-hmm. those little aliens were their fighter ship aliens. And they just had like a, uh, an organic version of how we organize yeah. our armies and, and air forces and navies. And I like that. Let's do that again, cool. but not so campy, a little more scary. Yeah. I would like that. I would enjoy that for sure. That, that Sanderson does that too with the, um, uh, the Parshendi in the, in his books. So that's really interesting. I was going to use other terms, but I don't want to fucking accidentally spoil anything for people who are reading. But um, I would also enjoy, so more, I mean, horror is my favorite genre, but I want more stuff like The Thing too. Movies where the bad guys are like, where they infest a person and it's very difficult to discern if they're, you know, truly themselves or not. Those are spooky. I really like that. The, I mean, it's the old trope of like, you know, the, the most dangerous people are the ones around you, but it's, it's compelling. Like uh, The Thing, favorite horror movie ever. I don't think anything gets that close to The Thing for me. I just, I love it. What's so the good. thing? I'm, I'm, is there one called the blob that I'm thinking of instead? There is a blob, but the thing is where they go to that base in the Arctic, and then um, that monster starts coming. 
inhabiting and mimicking the crew members and then they are trying to discern who the monster is and they don't know because once they like inhabit and become so like if i was on there with you and it got me it would absorb everything that taylor knew and so it would know the interactions that i'd previously had with woody taylor yeah and so it'd be like oh i remember last time i spoke to woody when it was actually taylor he said he was going to check the fucking wind temperature wind Mm -hmm. chill and so I'd come back and go, I was checking the windshield. What are you talking about? Like that, that kind of spookiness. I really, really enjoy that. I don't know if I it remember could be done at better. the very end. If I have it right, didn't he like drink gasoline or something? And you're like, oh, yeah, you're the thing. You're still like the threat. I kind of want to see that. Does it hold up or is it old and stupid now? No, it holds up. Like it's, I watch it probably once a year or so. It's really it still holds up. I love the thing. John Carpenter's best movie for sure. So something like that would be tremendous. I would love more who done it, sci-fi, mystery, thriller, horror. It's not comedy. No more comedy movies. I haven't watched a fun, like a good comedy movie in forever. I don't I give don't... them much chance, but like if I want something really funny, it's like I, I know like all these old shows I do enjoy, Sunny, Old Simpsons, Family Guy, like those do deliver. Like there are times like I'll watch like a Family Guy from 2002. I was doing this just the other night. And they'll say a joke that like, I'm like, dude, if I said that on YouTube, I'm fucked. Like, there's no way. Really? Like, because the world 20 years ago was so wildly different. And so like the subject of trans or anything comes up and it's just like not not even close to the uh, the dialogue now. And it's it's just wild seeing how how different shit was just 15 years ago than, than it is now. Huh. Weird. But it also yeah. it could be that golden age fallacy too, where like, you know, mm. I really liked like when I was in middle school, that was like prime family guy. That's when those episodes were coming out, like 2002 or whatever. And so now looking back, of course, like being 31, I'm going to be like, oh, this isn't the same. This isn't as good. And in fairness to my analysis, it isn't as good. It's not as funny. And I know I'm not being biased in that. Literally, I let it play a couple weeks ago, family guy, just in the background, I was doing some work and it was on season like 17. 18 and my wife was in the room on her phone and she just kind of looked up and I, I wasn't paying much attention to the episode and she's like is this new and i'm like oh yeah this is new she's like ah this sucks this is not funny like really? what, yeah like it's just the, the dialogue is so different I, I don't think seth MacFarlane has shit to do with that show anymore other than reading the lines whereas back in the day he was like mr involved he was like a south park level writer like constructing the plots the, the way the characters interacted so it's a, it's a shame Family Guy was such a fucking funny show back in the day. You're probably too too new for you. You probably never got into Family Guy too much. Not super into Family Guy. I mean, I've seen a bunch of it. I mm-hmm. I always thought they're like if you take Family Guy and remove like the silly expositions. Is it called expo? No, not expositions. The cutaways. Like the silly little like cutaways, little side journeys they take. Like this is a dumb show with no plots where they just do these silly cutaways mm-hmm. and. I don't. It it wasn't my style of writing. I, I'd rather have a more serious plot line. Makes sense. Yeah. That. I mean, so many people. That was like the line of hatred. So many people had towards Family Guy. Like when it was oh. really popular, they were like, "It's just cutaway gags. There's no plot." Like even South Park. Remember that episode where they were like, "Like how's Family Guy written? It's written by manatees." And then they had the manatee <laughs> in the tank, and they'd go, "Oh, the manatee's writing. He's getting an idea ball. Oh, he's grabbing a <laughs> he's grabbing a person. Oprah Winfrey." Oh, now where is she? Old country buffet. And what's she doing? She's 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 having lesbian sex with someone. Ah, it's an episode. It's a cutaway. He's done it. Oprah having lesbian sex at Cracker Barrel. And like that was the way they were making fun of it is like how stupid and disjointed is. But at the same time, like I watched an interview many years ago. It wasn't an interview. It was like a, one of those specials Family Guy did probably for episode 100. And he straight up said, he's like, I'm not trying to do anything with this show other than pack in as many jokes as I possibly can into 30 minutes and get some laughs out of it. Like there's nothing else I'm trying to do. Anything you're reading into it is incorrect. I am just trying to get as many laughs in 30 minutes as I can. And I I respect that. Totally respect that. Like they may miss the mark, but you know, as long as you're trying to be funny, I, I appreciate that. Hmm. Hmm. (sighs) Colorado avalanche won the Stanley cup. As I predicted. Yes. You know what's wild? My entire bracket 
whole first round other than one matchup correct entire second round other than one incorrect mm-hmm. stanley cup final correct so oh yeah so you know <laughs> i'm <laughs> expecting my email from espn very soon for my winnings <laughs> <laughs> for the, the bracket challenge i bet somebody did better I imagine but, so. They probably probably got better. But yeah, it was it was fun. I watched the game. I was disappointed when Colorado won just because I really wanted game seven. Game mm. sevens are so much more fun. I didn't really care who, who won the cup too much. because either way it was gonna be kind of it? neat. Uh who would have hoisted it? Hosted. Like uh who would have had home ice? Oh, uh Colorado won on Tampa's home ice. Yeah, but they would have oh, won Game so Seven in front of their home ice. Yeah, in front of Colorado fans. If they won, correct. Yeah. yeah, the last one would have been home. Yeah, okay. So it was neat seeing it. It was kind of funny that like no matter what happened, there was going to be a big streak because Pat Maroon has had not lost a Stanley Cup since 2018 because he won with the Blues and then won in 20 with Tampa and then won in 21 with Tampa and then almost won again in 22 with Tampa. And mm-hmm. Corey Perry, who is a uh, Older guy getting up there in years. He wants one more Stanley Cup. He won one his rookie year with Anaheim in 2007, and now he wants another one. So 2020, he joins the Dallas Stars. He thinks they're a contender. They make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, beaten by the Tampa Bay Lightning. 0 for 1 for Corey Perry. Next year, he joins the Montreal Canadiens. They were looking a little promising. Make it to the Stanley Cup Final, beaten by Tampa Bay. (laughs) Corey Perry says, (laughs) I'll sign with Tampa Bay for the lowest you can pay me. Signs with Tampa Bay, makes it to the Stanley Cup final, loses to Colorado. And so he is the first player in NHL history to lose three consecutive Stanley Cup finals with three different franchises. And it's just pretty I wouldn't hire that guy on the Canes. Yeah, people were joking. What if we make it to the finals? (laughs) They were like, is Patrick Maroon's power strong enough to beat Corey Perry's? (laughs) 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 Nope, it's not. (laughs) In in Colorado, it's a testament to how incredible their offense was, and even their, their defense to a lesser extent, you know, uh I mean Kiel McCarr is incredible, best defenseman in the world, but he's not a very defensive guy. They they only lost four games, they went 16 and four which is unbelievably fucking good. They lost two to the Blues and two to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So to like only lose to two teams is pretty pretty wild. They also had, I think, regular season playoffs combined, tied for the highest number of wins. And they won the whole time with their goalie, Darcy Kemper, posting the lowest save percentage a goalie who wins the cup has posted in the modern era. Like .900. He was straight up not good. And Colorado just scored so many that they were like, you know what? If we have to win games six to five, that's what we're going to do. You know what you should do next year? Goalie for Colorado. Goalie for Colorado. You might win. <laughs> I, you don't have to be that good, it seems. I'll I'll take a big old pay cut from whatever they're paying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm an inside man, making them terrible. Was, uh, so this year, Golden State won the NBA championship. They have been to this championship six of the last eight years. They have won four of the last eight years. This is pretty solid dynasty type stuff. And uh, you say no parody, but some of the years they missed it, they like didn't even make the playoffs. They had injuries. But um, that's the thing about basketball. Like three great players is a dynasty. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. you can find two more that'll be good enough for them to win. Whereas in hockey, like it takes more than three good players to make a good team. Oh yeah, football three good players. Every football team has three good players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that doesn't get it done, but it, but in basketball, it yeah. makes a lot. I think every um, team sport other than basketball is guaranteed at least three good guys <laughs> on the on the squad. <laughs> it's just basketball. There's only fucking five of them on the on the court at any time, and yeah, yeah, they're all athletes, and it's and they're all seven feet tall, and it's fucking basketball, like. Every time I see a basketball court as an adult, I'm like, did this like this can't be how big they've always been. <laughs> this is like a like a large living room. Like, like that they're just not that that wide, that big. So it's I don't like that about basketball. I'd like to see some more hustle in the highlights that I see. I see a oh, lot yeah? of loping around with giant legs. I don't see a lot of sprinting. That's a bit of a criticism nowadays of like current players. Like it, if you were to go back into like the nineties, maybe even two thousands, eighties, the players didn't like each other. There were rivalries, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they were like 
It's like, fuck, you know, Boston's coming to town. Fuck Boston. You know, we're going to beat those guys. Fuck Boston. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, though, like, oh, look at this. It's another group of millionaires who have gone from rags to riches, just like me. I have a lot in common with them. We could be friends with these guys from Boston, don't you think? Yeah. And it, it doesn't have the same, like, elbow to the chin that it used to, mm-hmm. mostly. There's still some guys with, you know, there's Miami. They hate everyone, I think. How many wins do you need in a row to be a dynasty in basketball? In a row? Shucks, I don't know. They're saying this Golden State team is a dynasty, and they don't have more than two in a row. Like okay. they got two, then one, then one over the course of that. I think that's fair. Zach like, says a couple in a decade. Okay. Yeah. If you get a couple in a 10 year span, what do you think? Three, good. four in 10 years? I, I would say like three, three cups in 10 years. Like, like when, when Chicago got three and six, like that was a dynasty, undoubtedly. Like they were so mm-hmm. fucking good. Like Tampa only got two, but they've been so goddamn good for the past three years, like straight. Well, they like they're pretty much a dynasty. They they use some creative workarounds on, on the, the cap, salary which, cap, which yeah. I do not like. I mean, uh, Chicago did the same thing in fifteen with Patrick Kane when they won the cup. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Gary Bettman doesn't know this is going on. He just doesn't fucking care. But uh, yeah, it's it's a bummer. Hockey season's over now because like th- the amount of content I have to watch just dropped off precipitously like during hockey season it's just whatever hockey games are on that night and then background when like i'm working old king of the hill and then hockey <laughs> season ends and it's like i gotta start watching a new movie or something or, or new shows try it i want to like the boys more than i do oh just, no you guys how deep I, are you in i watched the whole first season when it came okay. out and it was oh. it was all right um but hearing like some of your complaints where you're like they 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 hit like they're like a rat hitting those those electrodes to get a treat where they're like, oh, we got a dopamine hit from that r- really egregious violence. What do we do? Do we write a better story? Shut up. More violence. And it's like, <laughs> yes. oh, okay, but what do we do after that? More violence. And after that, more violence. And so like, is that what it's kind of doing? Just cycloning into comical levels of, of violence? I, They've already done that. There was a recent one. I think Kyle explained that some guy got jizzed on by a superhero, which I yeah, guess yeah. is like getting slimed in Nickelodeon, but <laughs> white. And it's like, look, I love your naughty side. I do. I like the naughty side more than anyone else I know. Any anybody else I know. But even I'm like, dude, you're. I mean, you're you've overdone it. I I can't get I can't get a dopamine <laughs> hit out of this anymore. And there's nothing yeah. <laughs> you can do that would surprise me. It's kind of a running joke that they just like coat this one guy in particular with slime every show so. just as a way to be one one episode it's blood one it's come one it's sweat, yes. one it's yeah skin. yeah he's just he's a mess all the time huey but. well maybe i'll give it another go i'll try it out i not before i watch la confidential though i have to watch that and then tell kyle what i think but what is la confidential is that a current show no it's an old movie that he said was like super good as far as like a whodunit thriller mystery kind of thing mm. and that's been kind of what i'm interested in most recently is just better mystery thriller if I, I was looking for good time travel movies like i mentioned earlier and like mm-hmm. it's just the problem that they're just trash like i like umbrella 90% of them are rough the umbrella academy i haven't watched that is that time travel it's superheroes but not like you think they're a family here's the premise on one day there were 46 people born one thing that makes it interesting is their moms weren't pregnant at the start of the day they just really quickly gestated and were born cool this eccentric billionaire buys as many of these babies as he can he gets seven of them and he raises them but poorly because he's an asshole and all the kids become kind of assholes that love each other but they don't really like each other and they're on the same team but you know not strictly <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so they're like a dysfunctional team and they're supposed to solve crime but they're not that good at it <laughs> and, <laughs> and eventually they end the world and now they're in an, an, a mission to not fuck up like they did last time but they don't quite know what caused it and now they're on the third season and they're just always like they're a little incompetent and uh, I like the attitude that a lot of them have and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I say superheroes, but more like people with powers. 
Okay, I don't mind that. Because they're not really heroes. <laughs> they, these guys couldn't agree what topic to put on a pizza. They're, they're not. A, they're not the Justice League, bro. They're. They're. they're well, that sounds. That sounds more enticing to me than like Marvel level superheroes for sure. Oh, those I'm just, guys are heroes. Yeah, yeah, Marvel. I'm just not too interested in. I wish I was really into it because it's like a million mm. hours of movies. If right. I was just, if I was like all about fucking the the Flash. Yeah. Is he in it? Is <laughs> he's, 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 oh <laughs> fuck! I really <laughs> okay. Well, then whoever the fast guy is in in Marvel. Uh, oh, there is one. What the fuck is he called? The Quicksilver. Like the Bolt. Oh, Quick. Okay, my name's better. But <laughs> Quicksilver. I I actually remember playing with Blast from the Past. I remember being in first grade playing in my friend's room with action figures, and he had a Quicksilver with a surfboard. And I That's had Silver Surfer. Oh, he had Silver Surfer then, <laughs> and I, I didn't know what the fuck was what his powers were, and so I picked like Bane because he had the uh-huh. coolest like hoses and everything. And like this kid was so fucking annoying. We're like, I'm trying to play like bash him up normal, and he's like, Silver Surfer can survive in space. He doesn't need oxygen, so I'm just gonna pick up Bane and fly him into space and kill him. Yeah, and I was like, like, you're about to find out what Bane's handler is gonna do to you. If you, if you don't get us back on the ground so we can play. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so Silver nice. Surfer is like a really top level dude who can like beat planets by himself. They oh, can hardly beat neighborhoods too. But All right, well then he was right in his analysis. He is more powerful than Bane. <laughs> um, my rationale is that guy's muscles are huge. <laughs> like, he can't yeah. Really the rationale is your muscles were huge. He didn't stand a chance. You want to call it a wrap? Yes, got to do the hangout. Patreon.com, right. PKA, join the hangout. PKN 410.